Sir Tingley and the Quest for the Dargon Chapter 1 Of Winds and Quests and Woolly Vests Once, after a very windy day, there came a bright silvery night. The sky was cleared of clouds, and the moon shone fiercely, and the wind blew as hard as it knew how. It rattled and banged at the sails of the old windmill, until they fell to pieces on the ground. It lifted the roofs of small houses, and set them down again, not quite straight. It whistled in and out of the windows of a tall, dark castle, where it chattered with the logs in the fireplaces, exciting the glowing embers with tales from far-off lands. It flapped the brightly coloured banners and the flags on the walls with strange smells of the earth and trees and the faint scent of a far-off sea. Then, just as the sun came up, it blew itself away. On that same morning, a bright, silvery night in the shiniest armour you ever saw, rode over the castle drawbridge. He had come out to see what the wind had turned up. The day after a strong wind, things always looked different, like they had been spring-cleaned. It had been a long time since he'd been on a quest, and this seemed like a good day for it. He was smiling as he rode, high in the saddle of Winnie, his gleaming white horse. Although it was now a sunny day, and being inside armour can be quite hot, Sir Tingley was happy and cool. He had opened all the vents in his shining suit, and as they trotted along, the breeze blew cool and fresh, around and around inside. It ruffled the cloth of the woolly vest he had on, and tickled the hairs under his arms. It felt like my scurrying. Sir Tingley remembered the family of mice he had found inside the bodice that very morning when he had gone to fetch his armour from its long winter rest. He had taken them out and placed them carefully inside an old empty flour sack, so carefully that only two of them had woken up. When his vest flapped inside his armour like it was doing now, it felt as though they were still there in the suit. As he rode along the bottom of a long twisting valley, with the river running fast and deep beside his horse's footsteps, he tried hard not to alarm the big grey pigeon that had landed on his helmet. It was sitting on the bright red plume that sprouted from the top of the lid. Sir Tingley could see its reflection in his shield. The pigeon lifted its wings and ruffled its feathers to let the breeze blow through them. It smiled down at Sir Tingley. Good morning, madam, said Sir Tingley. Oh. Said the pigeon. Sir Tingley pulled gently on the reins, 
because Winnie the horse was a very good friend, and he had no wish to hurt her, and brought them all to a stop. I say, madam, said Sir Tingley, don't pigeons usually say coo? Coo, said the pigeon. Then I must be a long way from home, said Sir Tingley, for in my castle all the pigeons say coo. Coo, said the pigeon and with a flap of its wings it flew off down the valley. Sir Tingley watched as it flew away, following the twists and turns of the river until it disappeared into a cloud of wood smoke that Sir Tingley thought might be coming from a village ahead. He asked Winnie, rather politely, if she would mind if they went off in that direction. She nodded her head up and down as if to mean yes, then quite plainly said, Nay! Sir Tingley could never tell whether that meant she would or she wouldn't, but as they had already begun to canter towards the smoke further down the valley, he gave up, as he usually did, and settled back to enjoy the breeze. Mm -hmm.